It's your boy Project Pat been this thing, man. Y'all know how we get down. When I'm in Virginia, I'm always messing with Miss Hollywood 313 and Session 420. You know what I'm saying? It's going down every time I'm in Virginia. Y'all need to follow my people. Miss Hollywood 313 and Session 420. Pata. Is it me or was it hot in here? Is it me or was it hiding? everybody it's your girl marquita but they like to call me who miss hollywood you're tuned into another episode of so hollywood the podcast so hollywood the podcast platform where everyone is treated equally and i bring them together with this thing called entertainment as long as you have some form of entertainment in your life that's all that matters when it comes to bringing people together and bringing you on one platform sorry y'all i'm fixing my light Mm -hmm. um but as you guys know and if you don't know i got a little upgrade i got some new um electrical things and some new gadgets and gadgets and so on and so forth so you're gonna see me moving around and getting used to my new microphone and uh, just bear with me because like i said this is a new situation come on now you're not letting me be great. Anyone, I mean, anyway, shout out to everybody that's tuned in across the board. We got them on Instagram. I'm sorry, not Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. Oh, man, we got it. We got it popping out here in these things. But as you guys know, I like to do a recap. And the recap I have for today is I had um, my first unboxing for my channels and everywhere across the board um, by the name of Popcorn World. If you guys don't know about Popcorn World, you guys have to get to know Popcorn World because it's a black owned business. It has over 480 flavors and that's not including your vegan options. Um they're available on Instagram. It is popcorn underscore world underscore. So make sure you guys go and you guys purchase it and go in and check out the latest episode of the um, podcast. It is here on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, uh, and um, yeah, and go to www.allofhollywood.biz. Um, 
yeah, we 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 just currently just waiting on the homie to get into the live. Um, I have a special guest today. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you who he is. <laughs> All of my guests are special and um, we're just going to wait till he pulls up. But until then, make sure you like, share and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well as across the board. Follow me on all streaming platforms um, on Instagram, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Don't forget to follow the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast. We got my guests in here. Shout out to you. I'm going to pull you up here in just a second. Um. But yes, with I, I did an unboxing and it's like it's some dope gourmet popcorn, black owned business based out of Indiana. So if you guys are not tuned in, make sure you guys get your popcorn. Um, tell them I sent you Hollywood sent you. Maybe they'll get you give you something off. But anyways, without further ado, if damn, I need to get my drum rolls together. Um, without further ado, I would like to bring up my special guest. Uh, he is a tour DJ for I don't man don't even don't even get me to lie on the name because I be fucking up on <laughs> on the names <laughs> but we gonna bring him up here he is a tour DJ for a burner and um he is a part of the other guys and he is a cookies representer and a cannabis connoisseur and I love I love that <laughs> and um he has something called the best closer in the game and he's a new york born but atlanta bred brethren and he goes by the name of dj teflon we're gonna bring him up on the screen how you doing i'm well in yourself i'm blessed and highly favored you know how it go um can you tell me how to say that name because i be fucking up i be fucking up all the way teflon no. like i just spelt it differently so i could own it oh so you because it is isn't it some another dj if i'm not mistaken um, it, I mean, it's tef like it's just a common term. Like there is a Teflon in Miami, but he spells it the regular way. And I'm pretty sure there are some that came behind me, <clears throat> but before I had it, no one on Teflon spelled that way. So okay, talk that shit. Talk that shit. I, I wanted my paperwork to be straight. <laughs> I know that's right. It's very important to have your paperwork straight. We're gonna get into that as well. Um, but let's get into the interview with this question. How did this thing called entertainment enter your life? How did this thing called entertainment enter my life? Yes. Um through my homeboy flavor. I had a <clears throat> I had a good job out of high school. I'm doing collections for Sears Credit and I just used <laughs> to go party. On the weekend. Matter of fact, I didn't even party on the weekend. I partied every night of the week. Mm-hmm. And my homeboy, <clears throat> he was working for So So Deaf. And some promoters from Atlanta called um, Cloud Nine was just starting. And he started working for them. And I got fired. Okay, Sears closed. I got another job. And that got, I got fired from that. And it was like two back to back. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something different. Right. And I started doing, I was on the street team. I did flyers. Like DJing came way later. Okay, okay. Mm, but I, like I did street team, and and like for me, with anything, you got to start at the bottom. So street team, because like I'm doing street team, and I'm 25, 26 years old, just leaving a job I made sixty thousand dollars a year at. Wow. And so, in a sense, did that humble you? It humbled me, but like when I first started that collection job at nineteen. I was making eight dollars an hour. Mm. So every you have to start somewhere, everywhere. Right. So this was me starting somewhere. Right. So that like <clears throat> at every job you got to start entry level. Right. This was me starting entry level. So 
like no matter how old I was or what I had going on elsewhere, I was moving into a new field. So I started at the bottom. Wow. And now you're here. (laughs) So you, you started with doing street team and, um, so guerrilla marketing. So a lot of people don't know what that, that term is anymore because it's not even used in this, in this (laughs) state of culture. So, so that's where you also had like the guerrilla marketing, learning all the business side of just being, um, you know, carrying the crates and being in the like I met most of the DJs I knew cause I worked for a promotion company. So I knew most of the DJs, like for example, I met Don Cannon there. Wow. This is during records. Don Cannon pulls up to work. I'm standing outside. Of course, I'm gonna help him bring his records inside. Of course. But this is where the relationships started at. Like just knowing the promoters, knowing how to do flyers so I could promote myself, knowing how to promote myself once I got started. And like, when you're known for being responsible, people trust you in other areas. Right. right. I was, I, I used to run the street team. Like let's say for instance, all the promoters here had a, a event in all-star right. or super bowl. Me and my street team is sliding flyers under the door. Right. Like what, what I went so hard at street team where when, when I moved into other things, it was like, okay, I can count on them for this. He won't, he won't take on this responsibility if he's not ready. So just being a man of my word started with me running the street team. And so that's when you were in Atlanta because you, you were born in New York, correct? I was born in New York. I moved to Atlanta for 95, 96, my 11th grade, 11th grade of high school. Okay. <clears throat> so none, none, like this all started here. Okay. Understood. Understood. So did you know, like, did you know that you <clears throat> wanted to be, a DJ or any, any parts of the entertainment industry or entertainment world prior to doing that? Cause I know you said you, you were doing Sears, but like, you know, you have to have some type of other form of income, no. like multiple state, multiple streams no, of income. Like, I'm, I'm 19. I started at Sears at 19. By the time I left at 25, 26, I'm making $60,000 a year living at home. I didn't have aspirations of doing shit else. I had a good <laughs> wow, living. Wow. Right. Right. <clears throat> you 60,000 and you got them also this is almost 20 years ago. Right. So 20 60,000 is a lot of money back. It's still a lot of money now, so it's a lot of money back then. Right. And again, I'm still living at home, so you know, I came from the era of you went to college or got a good ass job. Right. That was my good ass job. Right. And then you just decided to switch it over and go into this thing called entertainment in which um like you said you help help like from the from the ground up, and so within that time, um, what else did you learn, and and what was the entertainment scene like during that portion of your life? Um, like from that, I learned how to do flyers. For example, okay. this is at the time where a graphic artist got one twenty five per design. Wow! Because this is when you had to do front and back of a flyer. Right, right. So most party promoters paid anywhere between one fifty and one hundred dollars per design. Right. And everybody needed flyers because this is also prior to social media. So the only way to acquire new people was to actually tangibly put something in your hand. So from like starting that street team, I'm working for a company and we don't have an in-house flyer person. There's always a delay in getting your flyers. You're always upset that it's taken so long. Right. So I started teaching myself how to do flyers because now 
I want to be your in-house flyer person. You don't have to outsource that to no one else. Right. Let me do that for you. So that that's actually how DJ kind of got started too. Wow. What? That now that 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 that's even crazy. So once you started to do um the graphic portion, did you learn to do anything else outside of that? And then <coughs> when did the DJ come along? Um I was just mastering that. Like from that, I learned that more than party people need flyers. Right. Okay. Businesses need flyers. So like I had turned flyers into a full grown company. I called myself the flyer dude ATL. Like, cause also if you needed flyers printed, most people didn't know where to get flyers printed. Right. And if you print enough with a printer, I know now I'm ordering off a page so I can get X, Y, Z amount of flyers on this page and I'm paying wholesale rate. Right. And charging you retail rate. So, like, off a of flyer design for Joe Blow's tax service, I might make two fifty. Right, right. You do that 10, 20 times a week, you're making decent money. Right. Now, so, were you like, still from, doing the prom- the promotion side as well? Or, or I'm okay. still doing so flyers still- for, com- for, for, for promotion, but... Uh-oh. Your audio went out. I be hating when people trying to call you and you be on live or somewhere. You be like, yeah, damn, it's all good. He'll be back, y'all. <laughs> but until then, make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well as my Twitch, Facebook, Instagram. And he's back. Give me a second, y'all. And voila magic. <laughs> Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Hello? Yes, I can hear you now. Oh, uh, now sounding. The sound is bad? Uh-oh. You might have to leave and come back. Shout out to everybody that is tuned in and that is watching across the board. Follow me on Instagram, M-I-S-S-Hollywood 313. Follow DJ Teflon. Let me put that up on the screen. Follow my guests. And make sure you guys follow Popcorn World and let them know that I sent you. It is gourmet popcorn. Yes and yes. You guys will love it. Like, it's it's really, really dope. So give me just a second. Going to pull him back up here. Can you... You good? Yeah, my phone had rang. Oh, okay, bad. that's that. No, you're fine. <laughs> so we were talking about simultaneously doing both at the same time. Yeah, like I just did other. I did. I promoted to businesses because I learned from just doing flyers from company for party people that other people needed flyers. So right. It was another. It was a way to stay in promotions. And still make me business elsewhere. Right, right, right. So um, how soon did the DJing come to fruition for you? Shit. Because I, I read came... in 2008, your first real like um, presentation to the world was at the BET Hip Hop Awards weekend. So let's say I left my last job in 0203. That like it it was five years of doing promotions mm. like because even better it took a year maybe a year and a half to learn that I need to do flyers next and not be on the street team okay and then I did street team I mean <clears throat> I did flyers for a while and then from there cloud nine closed and I got with my homeboy Felix who um at the time it was called Dreams ATL so I'm pretty much doing the same thing there and they was open a year or two before I really was like you know what. 
I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought DJing was cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, DJing, I, I always thought it was a cool thing, but I never, ever thought I'd be one. Right, right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we lost them again. It's all good because that's how things work sometimes. But um, <laughs> shout out to DJ Teflon. He will be back here shortly. Um, I apologize for any of the inconvenience that is happening. But make sure you guys follow us uh, on Instagram and follow Session 420. Oh, also, one last thing. Um... I have a new segment and it's called um, So Hollywood, the podcast presents the green room. The green room is the opportunity and the platform where artists and entertainers, if you uh, read audiobooks, if you um, have a product or if you have something that, you know, um, that you want to get out there, I have the the outlet for you and I have the area for you. It's located in Virginia, so make sure you guys, um, you know, stay locked and stay tuned. But the first performance that I had, his name was GMF Big Peso. He is a Portsmouth native. And make sure you guys um, look at that because it is a dope video. It's dope content. Everything that I bring you is all straight from the heart, straight from, you know, organic and, you know, straight – just straight screeting, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and shout out to Road, Roadcaster, Road Products, all of their Road products I have. Um, and they will be a future sponsor of mine. I am going to speak that into existence. If you want to advertise here, you can do that as well. Um, yesterday was my birthday, so shout out to me, Scorpio season, um, thirty eighth at birthday. Actually, let me get that together. Um, and shout out to everybody that is tuned in across the board: Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Um, if you are in the chat make sure you guys put your podcast microphones in the chat so i know you guys fuck with me fuck with me fuck with me um also what is the um the other thing is oh follow the podcast so hollywood the podcast on instagram follow me in my ss hollywood 313 follow session 420 which is the area that i do most of my in studio if not all of my studio um situations pulling up on my computer or ipad all right dj teflon needs me so you guys give me just one moment as i as i get this gentleman back on the screen baby whoa yeah so um in the meantime in between time i'm going to let you guys listen to um peso big pesos um big peso he has a song based out of um virginia so bear with me guys i'm trying to get dj teflon back up here for whatever reason internet will not let us be great you know how you try to be great at at certain things and, and you wish that everything worked out look everything worked out in your favor however that's not the case but it, it's you know it is what it is and we're gonna we're gonna get him back hip, up here in just a second but um hold on y'all bear with me and i'm gonna play y'all the track it's called dunked on them dunk on them and it's by gmf big peso everybody everybody clap your hands yeah 
<laughs> who we got tuned in here today we got some folks tuned in here today put 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 the um what is it the podcast emoji in the chat if if you're tuned in today make sure you guys tune in daily because your girl does have shows so this is gmf big peso on so hollywood the podcast baby until we get dj teflon back in the building it's your girl stay tuned baby uh oh we got him back in the building give me just a second teflon yeah Cause I'm a clutch on them. Bitch, I done made me a name and that's word to my gang. Ain't no I'ma pull up on them. She might go buy you a chain, put a crib in her name, depend on how you fuck on them. I don't even know her name, I beat her for the brand and I ain't need touch on them. I heard he mad that I don't on them, but he won't do nothing cause I'm a clutch on them. Bitch, I done made me a name and that's word to my gang. Ain't no I'ma pull up on them. She might go buy you a chain, put a crib in her name, depend on how you fuck on them. I don't even know her name, I beat her for the brand and I ain't need touch on them. Pussy nigga, my whole crew about it, sliding the new Audi, what you gonna do about it? If I ain't shoot my man, know his friend, I'ma spin again till we hit the target. Told the bitch ain't no PPP, I got PPPs, everybody eat. Nigga pull up, say this his block, I say fuck, I'ma trap on everybody's street. Hey. Robbed him, he ain't come back for weeks. Came back, made him trap for me. Star the nigga, make him ask to eat. Got the top from his bitch, we got DJ Teflon in the she building. Time in the she hey, we got a commercial break. Hold on, y'all. And he ain't got heat. Hey. So we gonna just rob hey. him. Send that boy back with no problem. He come out his mouth and we pop him. Send my little niggas to clock him. Yeah. Hey. Just to go see if he plotting. I know he ain't cause he nigh. Yeah. Even when I get a million. Hey. Bitch, I'm still gonna be robbing. Hey. Yeah. Niggas gonna give him respect. Oh, we gonna be mobbing. I was gonna aim for his chest, but I hit that boy in his noggin. You put hey, we gonna bring him neck. back up here. You no, know, I ain't with all that arguing. Hey. I hit your bitch from the back. Hey. Made her say that you were sorry. I heard he mad that I don't know him. Mm-hmm. All right, and we back to the regularly scheduled program. Sorry for that, guys. All right, DJ Teflon. Light it up, light it up. What an hour. I'm just having a terrible uh, technology day, it seems like. It, it happens. When you want to do something important and when you're speaking greatness, these things normally happen. So it's all good. You know, it's all good. And um, where were we? We were talking about um, leaving one job, for, uh, leaving the... Um, the um, Cloud graphic. nine going to, yes. going to, going go. to dreams. Yes, there you go. Boom. <clears throat> so... I'm working for a club. My homeboy owns a club. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. the owner of Gas House, the the weed brand Gas House. Okay, okay. Shout out to Gas House. He own, he owns this club. This is this is pre this is pre Gas House. Okay, gotcha. Boom. He owns this club. It's called Dreams ATL. <clears throat> it's one of the popping spots in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And in anything in any profession, it's politics. So he opens up a club, and he's not getting the DJs he wants. Because other club promoters are playing politics, like in any profession, yeah. making it where, say, for instance, if you DJ for me, you can't DJ over there. Mm. Play, playing those kind of political games. So for maybe the first year, year and a half, maybe they weren't they were getting good DJs, but they wasn't getting the good DJ that they wanted. Right. So, so they were settling boom, right much. <laughs> not necessarily settling, but if a, B, and C are not available. 
these D for a reason. So uh-huh. not, yeah, I guess it is kind of settling, but I don't I don't want to talk bad. Like, no, it's okay. They were getting the job done. Yes. So. Okay. Okay. So at this point, now the light bulb goes on in my head. Again, like, here's another option or another opening for me because the company I work for can't get what they want, right. and I can learn how to do this. Okay. So that's where me starting the DJ came from. Wow. And what was your influence behind it? Like, did you, I know you were around people that did it and so on and so forth. How did you, like, what was your first step into becoming a DJ? Um, My first step into becoming a DJ, because I had a, a nice little iTunes collection. This is still, <laughs> like, this is as CDs are. The CDs are still in. This right. is when CDJs first started. Okay. This is right as the the tool that we use called Serato as DJs just got started. Yes. Um. So, one of my passions was download buying a new album, downloading to my iTunes. Okay. I had a mean iPod. Me back when we had the the portable, I had a mean one. Yeah. I, so and even better, that was a little side hustle because all the street niggas used to pay me to to upload their iPod. <laughs> That was a hustle. That was load a me up. I give you five hundred dollars. Load me up. I give you two fifty. Load me up. <laughs> I got mixtapes, albums. Like my, this is my collection. I've been working on for years. That's on my computer. Right. Like so, my first step when I really decided to do this was I YouTubed how to hook up Serato. Okay. I felt like I at least before I asked for any help, I had to be able to get started. Right. So this is when YouTube University was just, you know, it ain't as used as much as we did, but like it, as it is now, you can, like, this is when people were first finding out, you can find out everything on, on YouTube. YouTube. Right, right, right. Okay. So I YouTube how to hook it up. And it, I fucked with the equipment in the club for about a month before I asked for help. Wow. Wow. I had to bump my head against the wall, like. And asking you a question, I had to know what I'm talking about. Right, right. You had to like learn the, to know the terminology and the the RCA, or, or at least be the, able, or at least be able to explain what I'm doing. Like one thing, people who ask professionals to teach them how to do something is you don't talk the same lingo. You hadn't did it to understand, right. so you kind of turn people off early by not knowing what you're talking about. Right. Right. So before I got help, I just wanted to know the basis. I already had a nice collection of music. Even though, like, getting better in the DJing, like, I had albums, mm. which gave me good songs, but I didn't have no clean versions. Mm. Okay. Because who wants clean versions when, you, when, you, when you're buying CDs? Who wants clean versions? Right, right. So, like, I had a great selection or collection of music, but I still didn't have DJ ready material. Right. But you were still getting ready to become yeah. a DJ. And so once you f- figured that part out, as far as like you didn't have the, the edited version, what, what did you do to push forward? And then also when do you remember your first DJ gig? My first DJ gig is that party you're talking about. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> no bullshit. It's BT weekend, 2008. Fly from TIG Records. Okay. This is this is pre-TIG Records. Fly was turning 25. That BET weekend was his birthday, his 25th birthday party. He booked Lil Wayne, and this is when T.I. first got out of jail. Okay, okay. 
Um, the party was so big that the club Dreams, they um, they got a tent on the outside. Uh-huh. And so now this tent needs a DJ. <laughs> they call it G. I'm not taking, I'm not, no, I'm not, like, I remember in asking, because I never want anybody's job. I never wanted nobody's job. Right, right. This was an extra job that didn't affair, interfere with no one else's job. So I asked for that job. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Fly has seen me practicing. Because by this time, I've been practicing every day at the club six to eight months. Mm, okay. I will go to the club, do my work, start practicing. Go to the club, do my work, start practicing. Right. So he had seen me fucking around with it for a solid eight months. Right. And he was like, cool, just don't play a whole bunch of reggae. <laughs> and if you listen, if you're into music, you know, uh, reggae has rhythms. Yes. Like just learning how to mix in and out the rhythms. I used to, because, you know, it's like 18 songs that's on the same beat. Right. I used to DJ reggae to learn how to blend or mix, like just to learn how to get in and out songs at the right spot. Right. So I might play reggae at the club for two hours. Niggas like, yo fam, cut it out. <laughs> but again, you know, all the songs have the same beat. So I might play one song that has a beat for 20 minutes, but it's five different songs. So when he, his joke was, yo fam, just don't play reggae right. all night. And so that was my first job. Wow. BET weekend. And did you had all your equipment, you had everything, or did you have to like how did you gather that? Um, the club had equipment. Okay, okay. So I could be extra ready. Mm-hmm. Canon let me take whatever I wanted off his computer. What? Because again, now I've 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 known Don Cannon at this point five, seven years. Okay. Because I, I learned I met him when I was doing street team work. Understood. I used to help him carry his crates in the building. Right. Like, our relationship started there. Like, I can remember when I knew what track on what mixtape my shout-out was on. <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> yes. I'm on, like, 28 grams, Gangsta Grills, this. Like, I'm getting shout-outs on these because at one time, when the affiliates were just getting started, mm-hmm. they shared the same office with Cloud9. Oh, okay. Okay. Even better, I'm going to rewind back a little bit. One of my hustles was buying the mixtape from Drama for $2 and selling them for 5 Because I'm getting the official version with the actual hard CD insert, not the copy shit from the flea market. Right. And this is before live mixtapes. So to all my friends that didn't do promotions, they had $5 for these mixtapes. Facts. Facts. So like when drama say he missed the Thanksgiving because everybody eats, like that started back then. Wow. Wow. I would have never... You're giving me a history lesson right now. <laughs> You're giving me a real history lesson. So, and with that also being said, when you completed that first gig, what did you feel like after getting through it? And did you feel like you was like, okay, did I did great or did I bomb? Or like, how how did you feel after it? Um... I was excited because it was my first gig. Right. But because it was the tent and what you build your first gig up to be, the tent wasn't, mm-hmm. I was a little bummed. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, I want the action. Like, I got the DJ. I got the DJ at Big Party, but it's 2,000 people inside. 
and the tent is where the overflow is at. Right. Like it's sections in the sense, it's nice, there's go-go dancers in the tent, there's back when clubs did go-go dancers, but nobody was really in the tent, all the action was inside. Right. So it was an accomplishment feeling, but now I need to get on the real stage. Right, right. So how do I come, like it was one of those moments, like I'm here, how do I get from here there? Right, another one of those moments, because you're every, it just seems like everything you have you have some type of positivity to to pull out of that if that makes sense like you're mm-hmm. always like okay well if if they can't do it then i'm pretty sure i can do it and i'm willing to actually learn and not a lot of people have that ability these days and um also with that being said how was your support system throughout this whole transition from you transitioning from sears to promotion to graphic to now being a dj how was that um, I will say I was lucky enough to always get with good people. Mm. <clears throat> like my homeboy Felix, who owns Gas House, at one point, like he's seeing me taking a liking to it. He see me putting the work, and he pulled me to the side and was like, "Yo, like, explain to me this DJ shit." Like, because right. now, mind you, I I do his flyers, I, I did his website, I work the front door. Right. I get a nice check for doing these things. Right. What's your fascination with this DJ shit? Like, is this something you're curious about or something you want to do? Right. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And he was like, all right, cool. Do it. Like, put in the work. Like, as long as you put in the work, you'll always have a job here. Wow. And this is the biggest club in Atlanta for a long time. Like, space-wise, Dreams Mansion was one of the biggest clubs, in a, was the biggest, like, size-wise club in Atlanta. Right. 10, 15 years. Right. Wow. He said you're always, see now that's, and that goes back to building relationships with people. And how important is that to you? Because I know when it comes to this thing called entertainment, it's very important to me. So how important is that for you to be, to build those relationships and keep those relationships in good standings? Mostly, most everything I got in this industry was built off relationships. Mm. Like you have to, like prior to me DJing, I believed you have to mean what you say, say what you mean. Like this is before me even DJing. So in a world where everybody is smoking mirrors and not men of their word or stand behind what they say to people that do those things, it goes a long way with. Yeah. Yeah. So relationships are extremely important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And um, let's get back to the DJ part. How did you even get the name DJ Teflon? Like, who gave you that? Did you come up with it? Or, you know, how did it come about? I'm going to go back to my homie, Don Cannon. So <laughs> I'm DJing for about a year. Between just starting and now having a, a steady gig, I'm probably DJing a year. Okay. And I really don't have, because I'm thinking that all the good DJ names are stolen or used or right. reused, and I don't really got a DJ name. And he was like, yo, like, you, you serious about this? Like, it's about time you have a name. Right. And So you wasn't going by anything? Like, you was just, wow. <sighs> wow. And this is going to sound funny. I'm not good at it. I'm learning how to do this. Do I like what's more important, having a name or learning how to do it? Right. Understood. Understood. 
And with anything, like, the best things don't just happen overnight. Like, I figured as I did this, a name would come to me and that'd be it. I didn't want to pick a lame name and have to change my name. Right. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm. <clears throat> and my real name is Teron. And me and Cannon was talking. He was like, because even better, I used to tell Cannon, like, niggas ain't as lucky as you. Your DJ name is your real fucking name. His name is Donald Cannon. Like, and since he was a junior, Donald is his pops and Don is a junior. Your DJ name is your real name. Right, right. Everybody's not that lucky. Right, exactly. Exactly. So I forgot how we got to Teron, Teflon, and he was like, Teflon. And I looked it up. I looked, I looked at live mixtapes. Nobody had DJ Teflon. Right. And then from and I was trying to spell it regular, and once I picked my name, I went straight to wanting a, a logo, and I picked the person who taught me how to do flyers. The wow. person who taught me how to do flyers was ready to give up clubs anyway because he he charged too much. Right. Like when we want when, when I was telling you one twenty five to one fifty, yes, he wanted two hundred then. Okay. So he when I went for logos, I went to him to do my logo, and he was like, "Yo." I like the name, but why don't you spell it this way so you can copyright it and own it? So that's what we came with it that way. The PH. Yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. And then he came up with your logo and then it's just, it's just, it's just hit. That was my thing. logo. I wanted something where I didn't look white or black. Like mm. I didn't want nothing where you can look at it and be like, oh, that's a nigga. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You wanted to be universal. <laughs> you said, "Oh, that's a nigga." Yeah, I ain't even. It's even better. <laughs> we, if we fast forward further in my career, I've DJ for two colleges. Oh, okay. For like, I've DJ for the University of Georgia and Georgia Tech. Wow. I I, I didn't want to be pigeonholed to just black, black people or black parties, so I wanted my logo to be different. Mm, mm, to be set set aside from the others because during that time logos was what it was just uh, just a black and white situation yeah they were and they and you can kind of tell what you or who you were behind who did uh, who did your logo so i wanted something real different Mm, mm. Okay, so um, let's fast forward i guess a couple couple of years so in 2008 you started and then when did you know that this DJing thing was going to be the end all be all for you? From the start. From the start. Oh, okay. Okay. You went I knew in it, you went I knew, into I knew, it. I knew it was working ahead of me, mm. but from the start I knew this was it. And wow. from the start I knew I can do something cool and work for myself forever and be that like I don't have to change who I am mm. if I play this one right. Did you feel like you had to do that with all your other positions you had or? No. um, Entertainment, you can kind of be who you are. Right. So like DJing, I'm really like, I know I committed not going back to work again, but I'm definitely not going back to work again. (laughs) And now mind you, I've been out of work seven years now, but like DJing, I knew this was even better. If I play this right, I can change some people in my family's lives. Mm. You thought about longevity. I just, just got to play. Now, mind you, I've watched my homeboys 
Don Cannon, DJ Drama, all of them go from mixtape DJs to no longer DJing in the club. Right. And part of what, what catapulted them there was hard work. Right. So like, and I hate when people hit me with the Me Too attitude because they don't know what all is work involved. Right, 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 right. But I knew to get there or to keep this where I wanted it, I was always going to have to work hard and I was cool with it. Because right. I was making $60,000 in my 20s doing collections. Right. And I wasn't working hard. If I put in half the work I did tricking them and out of getting their money to me working for myself, this should end up right. I just got to take the bumps in the road. Right, right, exactly. And never give up. For sure. Never give up. Never look back because all that is, is your experience and your resume that that that's happening, you know, right before your eyes. Because once you're living in the moment, sometimes you, you don't have time to like really engulf in, in who you are and, and, you know, what you're doing. It's just all about like you got your blinders on. We about to get this thing popping, about to get this money. We about to make a change. So I, I get it. I definitely get it. So when did you become um a cannabis kind of sore like when did that become a, a prominent thing in your life as well um i've smoked pot since the <laughs> age of 16 like even better like you know how when you write down your story yeah how you would want something to work out yeah or if it worked out in this like me being attached to marijuana companies as much pot as i smoked throughout my life yeah. is a dream because i know people smoke weed as longer than me and hadn't figured out how to get a legal dollar from it. Mm. And shout out to Tucky. Tucky was also, he's a part of, he was um, on the show. And speaking of, of legal, I, I just remember that he's a, um owner of Blunts and More. So shout out to him. And you yeah, guys are one of the few black cannabis yeah. companies, period. And yeah. he's located in Oakland. He got the best location. Like he's literally crossed the street from the Oakland Coliseum. Mm. That's- like literally, and nobody likes the A's because A's kind of suck. But literally, that's where his location is. Wow, I gotta go out there and and indulge. <laughs> I gotta come to Atlanta too. Um, so how? Okay, so you said you 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 engulfed in it. Um, ever since that you can okay. remember. And so just just go. I guess talk right, a little bit about. We, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Here go ahead. we go. Go ahead. Um, I told you the owner of the club who gave me Gas my first house. shot DJing. This is before gas. This is house. before gas house. Okay. We 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 is just bail, like we all had went out to California and got our, uh, our 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 smoking car. Okay. So that's where the relationship with, with Burner started. Okay. Okay. This is Burner Burner's rapping, but he's also working at a smoke shop. Okay. Not excuse me, not a smoke shop, the hemp center. Okay. Um, but he he's the guy to tap in when you come to the West Coast. Right. Like, if you're from the East Coast and you're a rapper or in entertainment, if you can get to him, yeah, you you go fuck with a burner and get a little weed. Right. He was like the ambassador of weed back then. So, let's see. How does this happen? Um, weed starts to become legal a few more places. Um, again, I met Burner through Felix and Felix's partner, Phil, who passed away. But from mm. working at their club, now I've met Burner. Right. Burner was signed to Phil. Okay. Um, and like he was, j- he had just started cookies. Like 
started the clothing brand cookies. Like the the weed cookies was out there. Niggas was smoking it. Niggas was capping, saying this cookies when it's not. Right. Like this is when cookies was just like everybody wanted to smoke cookies. Right. Your weed man was probably telling you he had cookies and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this is when Burner started the clothing line because that's where his play in that started. He licensed the name to do clothes and make it a lifestyle brand. Okay. <clears throat> so Burner has probably went on two tours right now. Um, his DJ at the time, who actually got a good position in the cookies company now, <clears throat> was DJing and had a job, and the job wouldn't allow him to go to tour. So Burner wanted me to come, but it was like at the start of my career where I was just starting to get my gig. Your peak. And he had not even my peak. I'm just starting to get my, my okay, feet wet. Okay. Like I got my I got my my Saturday night gig, and I'm probably working two or three other nights a week. Okay. I'm just starting to like this is about three years into my career. I'm just starting to move around just a little bit. Gotcha. And Burner was like, "Yo, it's not a big tour," and he's talking to the owner of Gas House at the time. This is even before Gas before House. Gas he was House. like, "Yo, feet." I need a DJ. I want Tef to come, but I don't know if I'm playing him with what I can pay him. Mm. And Fee was like, he'll be there. <laughs> and that was it. And then came to me and was like, Bernard was going on tour. He can't pay you but this, but you should go. And he was right. I should. I went. And what? My first tour, Burner paid me $100 a show. All my meals and stuff was free, but... I... Uh-oh, your audio. <laughs> he said, damn it. <laughs> it's all good. He got a law back off and law back on. But until then, make sure you guys follow the podcast, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313, and follow the podcast, So Hollywood the Podcast. Um, If you're a popcorn lover, go to the bottom of the screen and click doing... And we're here. Go to the bottom of the screen. Doing the world a flavor for the popcorn. Dope gourmet popcorn. Black owned business. 480 flavors. Not including the vegan options. Popcorn world. Popcorn underscore underscore world underscore. Um, if you're looking to advertise here on So Hollywood the Podcast. Go to So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com and come also to be a guest on so hollywood the podcast yes. just email so hollywood the podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com or follow me on instagram so hollywood the podcast and m-i-s-s hollywood 313 oh and if you guys need any advertising is any advertising or any commercials for your business as you guys can see i have the whole setup and i do voiceovers and um shout out to ramsey as well he has a black owned comic book so if you're interested in <clears throat> in purchasing that that will be available on november the 4th De- uh teflon you are up here give me just a second Yes, and we're back like a matter of fact. Bars. Okay, go my ahead. Far, my phone keep on ringing. It's all good. You know, you're important. You're very important. <laughs> some days, and then some days my phone don't ring at all. It be dry. <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> so we were we were talking about um, when you met up with Burner and you all created 
uh, or you were on tour with him, and you he only paid you a hundred dollars per session. Yeah, hundred. But I I think his set was only his set was probably thirty minutes, if that. So I mean, for what he got paid, a hundred dollars was cool. Like I know what it goes into being someone's artist and or just them going on tour. Yeah. I probably would have made that at home, but I wouldn't experience what I experienced. Cause that was also the year that we became legal in Oregon, Seattle. Wow. So like it was, it, it was a good year for weed. So just being on tour with him and making connections in certain markets as soon as we became legal mm-hmm. goes a long way. Of course, of course. Now you had never been on a tour or any any of that, but prior to. No. Okay. So soon after you did your tour, now how was that? How was that feeling? I know you said the experiences were dope, <clears throat> and, and traveling. So how how was that experience for you, being that it was your first tour situation? Um, tour was dope because we were on the Smokers Club tour. Ooh. So <laughs> headliners, headliner is Method Man, Red Man. Then it was Be Real from Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. Then it's us. Mm-hmm. Burner and Be Real had just did or were about to do a project, so we shared the same bus. Wow. So okay. just being on tour with a professional like Be Real, right? Like you got to think Cypress Hill's been touring thirty, forty years, exactly, like, and touring all over the world, so. I learned from be real to respect work like it's work. Facts. Don't be late to the gig. Right. Like just, just, just the professionalism of treating this, this thing you do like it's the way you eat. Right. Right. Wow. You want to do this forever. You want people always to book you. You want your name to be good places. Treat this like you want to do this forever. Mm-hmm. These people are paying good money to have you, you know, come sing some songs. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that was a cool experience. And then that's when I switched from blunts to joints. Ooh, papers. Yes, sir. Ski. I haven't went back. Mm-hmm. The average person doesn't roll a joint because they don't know how. Facts. I rolled probably 80% of the joints on that tour. So the you became the, the designated over, blunt joint roller. So that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> You find, <laughs> you be finding some shit, boy. I tell you. Nah, like okay. First off, if you don't know who Be Real is and you smoke weed, kill yourself. Right. I don't even talk in those terms. Like this is this is the weed guru god. Like one of the first people who get kicked off stage for weed. And I'm on I'm on a tour bus with all real weed heads, and nobody smokes joints. Mm. I mean, nobody smokes blunts. And even better. You can smoke all the blunt, I mean, all the joints you want on the bus, but no, take that tobacco shit outside. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So it was like, yo, B, I'd like to learn. I, I don't know how to roll joints. He was like, oh, don't worry about it. By the end of the tour, you'll be good. And I rolled most of the joints on tour. Wow. You go from not knowing to goddamn knowing because you know, you be, you, you, Closed mouths don't get fed on the boulevard. You understand me? That's and what- even better, this is at the point where, and I, I remember like it's yesterday, I don't know how, like 
Before I went on tour, mm-hmm. everybody was smoking Dutch Master Palmers, the blue. Oh, pack. My. listen, let this me is, tell, let me tell you at. a Dutch story because you you remember when you go into the store and then the in the pack of the Dutch Master box it says, um, "Send this in with your receipt and you'll get a full a hundred box, a big box of um, Dutch Masters." Bro, we, me and my fiance, uh, we used to buy that shit and fill that shit out and we used to get cases on cases wow. <laughs> if i had them today man we had <coughs> at least about maybe 10 cases and it, it had a wow. hundred and maybe 50 to 100 i think either i think it was 50 if you have per pack you get yeah you get up to uh 50 so man that shit that was my story but go ahead that shit was wild when we found that so, out i was like mm, we in there <laughs> This this is right before hip hop uh went backward. Oh, okay. Because you, you know, like, Wee, honey. if you can remember, past five to seven years ago, everybody didn't smoke backwood. Big facts, big facts. Either zigzags, or like you said, the the Dutches, or what else was swishes. it? Swishes. Yep, swishes. Yep, yep. Like even better. I remember, I'd say eight years ago. It was only two people I know who rolled backwards and they smoked backwards because everybody didn't smoke backwards so they didn't have to share. Ah, now that's, that's a really good idea. <laughs> and it's crazy. You fast forward eight years later and everybody loves backwards. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first, I think that was my also my first introduction to real, like really smoking is backwards because that them veins in that motherfucker, that shit, that was harsh. And I don't even know how people can still smoke that shit. That shit is <coughs> harsh. It's just, just, yeah, that's just a whole nother situation. But keep going. I'm sorry. I, I like to butt in when when I can. It's all good. <laughs> so yeah, that that was just a dope experience. All yeah. like just first to get out the city. Like yeah. I had worked so hard to try to be on in the city, but being on the road was something I really wanted to do. So just the experience of going places. If I went on tour that one time and never went on tour again, just the, t- the chance to go places I'd never say I would I would have went to. Like, who goes to Albuquerque, New Mexico for vacation? Like, and there's no disrespect to Albuquerque. I enjoy Albuquerque. Albuquerque shows us a lot of love, but I never would have went there if I wasn't going on tour. Right. If I never went on tour. Right. Wow. So in that in that time of touring, were you still um, in the clubs and were you still interested in that side of the DJ lifestyle? <coughs> yeah. I, I, Gas. <laughs> he needs knew, some milk. I knew what kind of artist Burner was, so I knew I wasn't going to be on tour but six to 12 weeks a year. Okay. So I still needed the club. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I still needed the club and then I also, until CDs went out of style, I did a lot of mixtapes. Oh, okay. So talk about it. Because I know you have um, something called The Other Guys, in which is um, DJ Ace and yourself. So talk a little bit about that as well. Shout out to the core DJs. Because, you know, I'm a part of the core <coughs> DJs as well. Well, I'm I not a DJ, but I'm a, um, I'm a model. So, yeah. I came up through the core fucking um, shit. I ended up in the core because... Tony used to do the core DJ retreats when they was in Atlanta. He used to Baby. do the, the, the after party at Mansion or Dream. Yep. Okay. And he had did he had did it a few times, and one time, 
she just pretty much told him like, yo, like you got a DJ and I got a DJ. Like you ain't, this is how, how this shit works. Right. He's a core DJ. Right. And that was, and it. Tony was like, yeah, like by this time I've been DJ three, four years. Okay. <clears throat> Tony's always doing something, an event at the club once a year. So that was almost put together by then. And I, I appreciate the core because it definitely let me look at it long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The core is a great place to, to make people and make connections. Like with anything is what you make out of situations. Right. 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 It shows longevity <clears throat> because you it, it's, it's not just going in there as one thing. Because when you do go in there as one thing, you leave with multiple you know, multiple streams of income or multiple ways of doing things. And, and then on top of that, the experience itself, the conferences, if y'all haven't experienced a core DJ conference, y'all are really losing. Like it's, it's just, it's so down to earth and it's just people everywhere, people that you wouldn't even think would be, you know, in these environments, but it was, it's really, really dope. And in in fact, they have one um, November the 5th through the 7th, if I'm not mistaken in Raleigh, North Carolina. So make sure you guys follow the core DJs. Um, But yes. um, What was we talking about? Oh, so after, after coming up with the core DJs and after, you know, um, doing what you're doing now, what was the, when did you create the other guys? And is that a mixtape or is that like a group of DJs or just you two DJs or how just elaborate on the other guys. Uh Oh, your audio went out. Uh Oh, not again. <laughs> it's like every time we get to talking some good shit. Okay. Can you- oh, there you go. There you go. Boom. I. I- <clears throat> Um, where was I? Okay. I'm doing a mixtape series called FYM. Fuck you mean. Okay. FYM. Um, and I wanted another mixtape series to do with another DJ. Okay. Um, just so we could piggyback off each other. So my homeboy, D- <clears throat> a chick introduced me in Ace. Okay. And you know how niggas is. Niggas don't want to meet new niggas. Right. Right. So when she introduced us, she was like, look, y'all will get along fine because neither one of y'all want to meet new niggas. <laughs> but you my homeboy and, you know, she, that's my homeboy. So she introduced us. So we hung out a couple times and I was like, yo, I want to do a mixtape. And I want to call it the other guys. Because by that, like. I seen it so far early that I moves was already planned. So right. like the other guys, I was just waiting to get with the right DJ to do the other guys with. Cause I had another mixtape series with um, my homeboy Bistro okay. who DJed and was on the radio called the usual suspects. And we did two of those okay. and he didn't want to do the other guys. Cause he was like, what are other DJs going to think? Like, you know, you're trying to separate yourself. Right. What are right. Other right. DJs right. Gonna think? So, and I respected that. So that's why we did um, the usual suspects. So when I asked Ace, like, yo, what do you think of the name of the other guys? He was like, run it. Mm. I was like, yo, you don't think we're trying to say, he was like, yeah, we are. And like, so I'm doing an FYM and the other guys every month. Right. And this is when CDs were still 
people still needed CDs. So we used to charge people like $500 to be on the mixtape mm -hmm. and use that money to buy physical CDs. Gotcha. So we're putting out two, 3,000 CDs a month circulating them around Atlanta and the surrounding areas. And we are on like mixtape. We are on like four or five. We, we probably been at it a solid year. Right. And <clears throat> we never got to hung, hang out on the same night because we always was DJing. Right. And we went out one night and niggas was like, the other guys, the other guys. And we was like, oh shit, it's a brand. Like, we went out that night and just was kicking the shit. And about 20 people called us the other guys. <gasps> and that's when we was like, all right, that's really something. We, we, we on to something. Right, right. Because, like, we used to do T-shirts and double cups and beach ball. Like, we promoted ourselves as such. But, you know, we just promoting the brand. Right, right. And it, it, it picked up. And then I end up being Burner's DJ. Now he's Jeezy's DJ, so. Wow. Do y'all still do That's that? That's how I ended up on still the come... Oh, really? I don't know if you watched the Jeezy Gucci versus, but the first hour, the DJ that was banging, uh -huh. that was me. <gasps> what? That just that just blew my mind. I didn't know that. <laughs> the, the, and, and, and I'm gonna toot my own horn. Like the DJ who showed that you can really DJ. Like if you can DJ, get it off. Right. Because. I ended up DJing for way too long that day. Right. And the one thing the people from Apple were saying was don't stop because we're not losing viewers. <laughs> right. You know, when the DJ come on, it goes, the numbers go down. Right. Yes. 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 I, I was getting screenshots like it's a million people watching, the 700,000 people watching. <sighs> how Now, how did you feel at that moment? Like when you saw those things happening was this one of the biggest things that had happened in your life thus far or was it just like how did you feel tell me how y'all how you feel how, how you feel now about now it. mind you i've dj for ninety thousand people at the university of georgia football right. game right though so I, I was their dj for three years all sold out games damn mm. but by far the versus was the biggest thing i've ever done just because that was the most watched event last year, period, by far. Yes. And I'm not capping. Like, there, there's been articles that came out. That was the most watched event of 2020. Yes. yes. And if you turned on at time, at 8 o'clock when it started, I was there. Gotcha. gotcha. That was me. Wow. I watched it, Captain, and was looking for the comments about the DJ. Oh, what? I, I wanted to know. Right, right. I, I didn't see not one bad comment about the DJ. Wow. I bet you were like in La La Land for real. <clears throat> we had to have COVID tests. I knew two days before, but I didn't tell nobody. Okay. Because I was like, just my luck. I make a flyer. I tell people and I, I can't pass my COVID test and look like a lane. Right, right. Because, again, I know how to do flyers, so promoting yourself, that you never stop doing that. Facts. Facts. But just my luck, I promote myself, and the one thing that could happen to stop me happens, and I, I don't pass my test. Right. But I knew when everybody turned it on, once they figured out, it was going to be like, wow, 
like probably 10 minutes into it, my first text started like, yo, fam, is that you? Because <laughs> remember, the, the, the chair is in front of me, so you can't see me. Right, So exactly. I'm just hitting my drops. I'm just hitting my... Like, this was before the DJ even had primetime location. What? If you remember the Gucci Jeezy video, I mean, versus both of the DJs was behind her. Yes. And behind that chair. Yes. Yes. Because even better, niggas is texting me like, yo, move over three steps. <laughs> Cause I'm hitting my, the, the one thing I'm doing is I'm hitting my drop before even better. I didn't even know it was going to be cool to talk and shout people out. Right. Like my job was to play for 10 minutes, 90 seconds of each song. Right. Right. It turned into a 45 minute set. But you were, that you were prepared for either way. I, I mean, I'm a professional. Right. Like, of it, course. It just, of course. But this is supposed to be 10 minutes. Right. Right, it's 45. Damn. Again, uh, the dude from Apple Music, or <clears throat> yeah, because it was Apple Music. Then he was like, "Look, I need 90 seconds of each song. I need you 10, 15 minutes tops, and it's over." Wow! And then you rocked it the whole 45. I had minutes. a solid 45 minutes with up to a million people on one like. They said that was like streamed by 18, 19,000, excuse me, a million people. Right. Like that was really the most watched thing of last year. Right. And if you tuned in on time, I was that guy. You're that guy. (laughs) I'm going to make you a drop that says you're that guy. (laughs) I like that. DJ Teflon, you're that guy. (laughs) I'm going to chop it up and I'm going to send it to you. He said, I like that. Instead of the other, well, you like, still have the it. other like, guys. You didn't tell nobody, and you know, hometown is watching, and your yeah. phone is just going off because niggas is like, "Yo, fam, yeah, that's you. <laughs> is that you? Yep, yep, yep. That's my Even boy." Better, I ended up having to shout I, on the microphone during the verses. I was like, "Yo," because my homeboy just kept on calling me, <laughs> and he was like. He's looking to see if I look down so he knows it's me. <laughs> but he don't call me back to back three times. I done lowered the music and told him, fam, I'll call you when I'm finished. Yo, hello, I'll call you when I'm finished. He calls me the next day like, fam, you know how many niggas heard you shout me out? A shout out goes a long ways. Trust and believe. Shout, to, shout let's, out. <laughs> let's, let's go back to the mixtapes that I knew what number I was on. Right. Like, when I got in the car with a girl, we riding around. I'm definitely playing number seven because I know I get a shout out. That was you? Ooh. Yeah, they talk about me. How many niggas you know named Teron? That's me. You took that shit and ran with it. I know that's right. Because <laughs> I did the same so you, thing. And you're I right. Shout outs go a super long yes, way. Yes. And I love it. And just, just showing people, you know, appreciation goes a long ways. Because a lot of people don't even like to do that. And like, that's a whole nother ball game, which I don't want to get into. However, um, let's push forward to what you're currently working on. Do you still have the other guys? And are, do you still. Uh, yeah, that's, do that, that, that's that's always gonna be a movement. Okay, like it's funny right now. We we're debating about making the other guys a DJ management company. Ooh, everybody like from where we came to where we started to where we are now. Everybody doesn't know how and want to know how, and right. it's something in teaching somebody how or 
helping you along the way and making me a little something off of it. So we 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 go back and forth with making it a management company for DJs because like we between me and him, I want to throw a, a crazy number. Let's say we've gotten over two hundred thousand in endorsements just right. from brands. Right. Over yeah. the last six seven years, we've been to other guys. Okay. Other DJs don't know how to do that or know like how to position yourself. And even better, those checks can be bigger if we got 10 of the popping DJs across America under us. Right. But that also takes a whole bunch of hard work. So it's an idea we throw out there. Yeah, I could see it happening. I definitely can see it happening. Because just like you said, because um, even artist development, that's a that's a, that's kind of similar to, you know, developing a DJ as well. And I don't even think that right. that borderline exists anymore. So. I definitely see that working in, in, you know, working in your favor and you all's favor. So you should, you should think about that for sure. You should definitely throw that idea. Even going on tour, like teaching people how to like, you know, the things to do, what not to do and, you know, stuff like that. Cause a lot of these, like you said, the DJs, even the entertainers, they just don't know how to be, you know, how to be that instead of like, Oh, well I got to do this. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of confusion and whatever, but, um, but yeah, I think you guys should definitely do that. Definitely. And, um, anything else that you're, you're working on right now, any other mixtapes, any other, um, DJ spots that you're doing or, you know, any tours soon? Um, any spot dates that's coming (laughs) up. I'm with him on those. Mm -hmm. I have a couple dates here and there that I got to do on my own in different places, but um, just try, actually, I'm at that point where I am trying to figure out what's next. Your next transition. Yeah, like I'm, I'm in my forties. I'm tired of doing mm-hmm. clubs. I do them on occasion because, like, how long are we gonna pay? Argue about the same five hundred dollars. Big facts. Big facts. Like, mm-hmm. you've been paying me the same $500 10 years. I'm getting... <laughs> and, 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 and don't get me wrong, $500 for an opening or a closing gig is not bad money, but everything in life goes up. Facts. In every profession, there's an increase. DJs don't get cost of living increases. You're a line item, and I don't want to pay too much more than that for this line item. Yeah. Yeah. DJs don't even have insurance. They health insurance. Like that all that needs to come in fruition. Or you know, just like who did who said it? Somebody I think it was Noriega. He was like, We all need to have the culture needs to have like um like therapists that they can go to or uh like accountants that they can go to or somewhere that it's just like a whole group that's just about this thing called entertainment, if that makes sense. Like some people, they, they, you don't have it, it, insurance, it, it, you don't have none of that. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, he, he's not lying because it's it, like even for, and I'm not a big, you need to go to the therapist, but an entertainment therapist would understand rather than a regular, more better than a, because when you're basing your judgment off regular life and this thing called entertainment is nowhere near a regular life, mm. you know, how can I trust your, ju- like not trust your judgment, but you could be giving me judgment based on 
something totally different than what I'm involved in. Right, 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 right. Because mm. the entertainer's mental is definitely important. And just de- being developed is definitely important. And it's, it's definitely lacking as well. But um, so so what is some advice that you could leave to this thing called entertainment? two things well I'll say three things Mm -hmm. this shit ain't easy and I'm gonna say this ain't it ain't for everybody that's number one those two things I'm gonna keep together okay two don't quit yeah yeah three get you a side hustle multiple streams of income for sure if you got to be the best blunt roller be the best blunt roller you can ever be but you're gonna get paid for it (laughs) for sure like i call like one of my homeboys told me um i don't know if you're familiar with the website atl picks yes yes i've known prince for a long time the dude who runs atl picks Mm -hmm. and one thing he told me he was like you know teff you come from the, the kind of guys who don't like their picture took it. Mm. Like this is when he first started, people thought he was the feds. Right. Okay. Why I, you want my picture? Right. Why you want to put my picture on the website? Right. And he like, he pulled me aside. And he was like, yo, you serious? He was like, yo, whether it's my company or somebody else company, get your picture took in DJing. Mm. Make sure whoever company it is, take a picture of you DJing. The more people see it, the more people will believe it. You know people look at the pictures every time you do a party, get your picture took and DJ it. And you did it. It's free advertising. You on the website three times a week looking for your picture, you know me, but it's like, oh, this nigga really DJs. Right. The last four party pictures I pulled, he was really the DJ. Right, right. Right. It, it starts to embed in people's heads that you're doing this. Right. So consciously, every time they turn around, they see you doing it somewhere. Right. Right. And again, I started DJing before Instagram. Right. Word of mouth. The picture website was real important. For sure. Because I think we, fact, we I had I started DJing here. in MySpace days. <laughs> oh, shit. You tell, you tell your age now. You tell <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> as long as you stuck by it, I'm gonna stick by them too. That's that's mine. <laughs> that's what that's where the don't quit come from. Big facts. Because also, just you know, even if you have to go back and humble yourself, like you, not a lot of people have can say they slept on the floor because they went out of town and was handing out CDs or you know what I mean. Just be hum- as humble as you possibly can as well because this thing called entertainment will chew you up and spit you the hell out at any minute. <laughs> so be mindful of that. And so with that being said, um, is there anything else that you would like to leave us um, with 
because we're going to move forward to our top five. And then if you have any exclusive access, any exclusivity of like a release date or anything that you can give us and let us know, you can do that. And then we're going to go with our shout out social media. And last but not least, the question of the day. So we're going to push forward to our top five. <clears throat> if you don't have anything else. Okay. All right. So top five DJ gigs. Mm. <laughs> top five DJ gigs, like just gigs that I've de- okay, even better. Yes. Um, four. It was four twenty one. I forgot what year it was. Um, it was at Red Rock in Denver. It was Snoop, Wiz, mm. Cypress Hill, Burner, and Afro Man showed up. And if you know anything about like venues, Red Rock is just one of the coolest venues, period, in Colorado. Okay. Um, my whole three years at UGA. Okay, UGA. 90,000 people each time. Ooh. Um, and this is not really in no particular order. That's fine. Um, shit, my two seasons at Georgia Tech. Okay. So is that considered um, two or is that considered one together? Two, I'll, I'll count them separately because mm-hmm. I like both of them for different reasons. Like Georgia, it was just a big production. Gotcha. But I was the guy who, who played the music. Okay. At Tech, it was way smaller production, but I was DJ Teflon's Tech's DJ. Wow. Okay. And it, it's a different in those or, or, how, or how those are held. Understood. Um, we're gonna say my first party BET weekend. Okay. And then there was a BET weekend. Rick Ross, Puff Daddy. Mm. That was money. And I think I might have made a name for myself that night. Wow! Shout out to you, and um, shout out to um Snoop. I want to say that as well because he just recently lost his mother. Um, so rest in peace to Snoop Dogg's mother. <clears throat> um, and also, uh, let's push forward. Top five strains you live by. <clears throat> Gas House Pluto. Okay. Um, matter of fact, I don't want to say them twice, but I don't because I like Pluto and I like Granddaddy Park. They Granddaddy Ooh. Pluto. The the yeah, it's Granddaddy Pluto. Those I, I fuck with those. Matter of fact, we're gonna give those two separate entries. Okay. Um, I like Gary Payton. Oh, he just dropped that, didn't he? But I want it from Kenny Powers, the one who originated the strain. Okay. Okay. I want I want his secret sack that he still grows at the house or wherever he grows his little situation that he smokes on personally. Mm-hmm. I want his. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm fucking with the Bernie Hanna butter. There's a new strand burner got out. I'm fucking with Bernie Hanna butter. That's high on my list. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> and Limoncello. Limoncello. The people from um, Passion to Grow, I fuck with them. They grow great weed. So matter of fact, we're just going to put those as anything they grow. Okay, gotcha. But it has to be from them. Like, I don't even want it out the dispensary. I want it out their private sack. Like, it's nothing better than running into your grower friend and they reach in a bag and be like, yo, take that with you. 
I like those. Yeah, so. I like those. <laughs> Here, go go on and let me know how that smoke right there. Let me yeah, know. I, I love it when it's Ooh. like, call me in a couple weeks and let me know how you like it. Yeah. And they give you enough to smoke on it in a couple weeks. <sighs> Man. Perks of being Burner's DJ. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Shout out to that. Because I... Mm, Believe it or not, I'm um I wanted to get my own strain and I know it takes a lot. At least somebody said at least two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get it all like together. I think it was Tucky. I think he was saying that's the bare minimum that you may have to have, like with the growing process, find the seeds and you know, knowing the the H two O and all this other stuff. So but I am in the process because Virginia just legalized it. You can grow up to four plants. And I think you can carry up to like an ounce and they don't do this, the um, stop and search, which is like the smoke. Like if if they smell smoke, they don't stop you anymore because Virginia is a commonwealth. But yeah, I want I, my I'm, own. I'm totally familiar. With, uh, with, <laughs> even better. I'm totally familiar with commonwealth means. <laughs> Possession less than an ounce can be a slap on the wrist for you and 10 years in jail for me. So, wow. yeah. Commonwealth state means they make the laws up as they go along. Mm. Yeah, this is yeah, it's bad out here sometimes because it's. Mm. But yeah, but the the legalized part is 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 here. But um, I can't wait till they start like really, really legal. They said twenty twenty four, I think, would be the the soonest you can get like a dispensary or something like that here in the Virginia market. <clears throat> okay. But I am growing mine, so Hollywood lights will be um <laughs> be out there soon. I like that name, <laughs> Hollywood lights. That's groovy. Yay! yep so that's gonna be great so um let's do this top five will you you said you haven't been on too many tours so that was a question top five tours you've been on but i've probably been on five or six tours i mean they were all burner tours just different tours. all burner tours okay so i will just do five burner tours <laughs> okay so last one is top five moments in your career Versus number one. Of course. Um, <clears throat> the first time I did Rolling Loud with Burner. <clears throat> All my DJ homeboys had did Rolling Loud and we just never did Rolling Loud. It was like on the list of things to do. Right. Um, <clears throat> the first 420 where I got an hour with 8,500 stoners. Ooh. <clears throat> It, it was Burner's first big 420, and I got a, I opened, and I got an hour to myself with 8,500 people. Were you smoking? What, do you smoke Absolutely, while you DJ? Yeah, it's part of my it's part of my set. Okay, like I don't call my, myself the highest DJ on the planet because I smoke a lot of weed. I'll dab me and set. What? Now that is something that I have never tried. Dab. <clears throat> But what you dab during the middle of? <laughs> yeah, I dab during the. You're middle, a real so like, smoker. Yeah. You're a real smoker. Like if like, you you could you stop today if you wanted to, or or I don't you... even like to think like that. Okay, my <laughs> my bad. Let me not put that out there. <laughs> uh, uh, that's something I don't even want to think about. Understood. Understood. Damn. So you got two more moments in your career. Top five. Two more moments. Um, um, the 420 where I had my own dressing room. Ooh. It was enough extra rooms and 
to be funny, Burner's manager at the time, Will Bronson, mm-hmm. actually, Will manages uh, Run the Jewels also. He gave me my own dressing room. Like, I had my name on it. He was like, yo, Tef, look. And I really had my own dressing room with my own name on it. How was that? And then probably my first basketball game at UGA because I started basketball first. Okay. I was I did women's basketball, then women's women's men's basketball, and then and football the following season. But just my first game was my introductory to it. I was super nervous, and yeah, ended up working out pretty cool. Mm. All right. Well, shout out to the top five. Um, let's move forward to our exclusive access. Do you have any exclusivity that you can give our guests and our friends? Because once I do an interview with you or, you know, with the guests, we're we're friends now. So do you have any <laughs> exclusivity that you can release to the world? Um, Exclusive access. Mm-hmm. Um, My Teflon case is coming soon. The pre-roll is for, for people who like the pre-roll to hold you a couple pre-rolls in it. Now, talk a little bit about the pre-rolls. Like, what is the significance of having pre-rolls? <clears throat> okay. I pre-roll mine for the day before I put lotion on. I don't want the oil from my fingers on my papers. I don't want my papers tasting like my lotion. Wow. So for me, I need something to put pre-rolls in. I I, I really, like, even for work, I roll up a hard five. I'm, I'm definitely rolling up one an hour. Mm-hmm. Or I'm rolling up one for each hour. So, and then maybe one or two extras just in case you don't know how to, like, go. So I, I'm, I'm usually leaving the house with a hard five. Now, are you still smoking with other people? Um, I'm... I, and are those pre and are those pre rolls? Uh, are you handing some of those out too? Are you instead of like giving? If them, I if I gave it to you, I probably don't want it back. Understood. Okay. Okay. Because that's some things that smokers. I'm gonna smoke it to a do. point where I don't want it no more, and then you can have it. Gotcha. 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 It, it, it's still scary times. Let's let's be responsible. Right. Because not to mention, I don't ever. I don't. I don't know if people actually think about it, but when you're actually rolling a blunt. The amount of 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 saliva <laughs> that goes on to the actual blunt, and then you about to just like you people never really think about it. You be like, damn, that nigga just. I'm like, wait. I used to think you... about it back when I rolled blunts. Like, <laughs> fam, why are you making out with the blunt? Like, <laughs> like, um, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I just. That's one of the best things I like about joints. Like, you don't even have to lick it. You can exactly. run your finger with some water on it and exactly. then roll it up. And then they also have the blunt roller, the the easy peasy. Put that bitch in there. Put your material in there. Just roll it up. Man, that's the best thing since sliced bread. My my fiance got one. I'm like, man, this is. I've been I've been slacking my whole life. Like, where's this been? <laughs> but let's move forward to our shout out social media and last word. So you can go ahead and give your social media shout outs and anything that you want to leave the folks. Um, I'm a shout out just all my stoners. Yes. Like, I appreciate being a part of your world. Like, it's groovy. I like it. I, like, 
I've learned over the years that is the difference between smokers and stoners. Mm, tell us the difference. Tell us for those that don't um, know. A, a, a smoker smokes like a stoner is into their weed and who grew it. And like, it's not, I'm, I just don't smoke a lot of weed. Right. Right. Stoners might dab. Stoners might take edibles. Like they're into all the ways, all to, facets of the you know, cannabis to ingest their reefer. Do you prefer edibles or do you prefer flour? Like, okay. So deal. Yeah, that's another thing. What do you prefer? Do you prefer flour? Okay. Flower first, dab, you can keep your edibles. Yeah, edibles, they it's like drinking alcohol at that point. When you eat an edible, it's like no way of coming down. It's no it's like you can drink all the water you want, but it's no way of like breaking that high. Because you've already eaten that, something and sweet in, and and you're high. And in this day and time of everybody being home chemist. I don't trust you to to give me the right dosage across the board. Big facts, big facts. They don't take into consideration. They just like okay. it's a lot of real home chem. There's a lot of new home chemists. There's people who's making edibles who never smoke weed because we were in the house like all that. Just give me my flower. Let me roll it up and smoke it. I know that's right. I have to come down to Atlanta and partake because you guys have the best smoking sessions in life. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will just have a whole what is it just a whole building that's empty and then y'all put like a few chairs and tables and maybe even have vendors and y'all just go there and smoke and i'd be like where can i find this at here in virginia because it's just not in the commonwealth state <laughs> no sir like that has to that only can take place in states where the laws are structured mm. Mm. I know what I'm getting myself into if I say I'm going to do this. I, all I know, if I do it in Virginia, I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> so don't trust it. Don't trust it at all, yeah. Because, like, for example, <laughs> I ride around with possession less than an ounce every day. Mm -hmm. In the city of Atlanta, that's a $75 ticket. I'm cool with getting caught with my weed in the car. Mm, okay. Understood. Understood. I, I know what comes along with my little my little habit or having my medicine or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I know what comes along with that. Right. Right. And one final question. How important is it to have your medical card or or what's the background with that po portion of um the cannabis industry? It varies from state to state. OK. Like different states have different qualifications to get it. Um. If you're a weed smoker and it's only medical in your state, I say get it. Mm. Now you have a reason to have it and, and, and ride around with it. And I'll always lean on the side of no ticket than ticket or longer interaction with the police. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's very beneficial at the end of the day for those. That yeah. Are, okay. Okay. Because I think we're able to even get that. They're offering that. But I like I like everything is new. So I don't know what to believe and what, you know what I mean? You got to do your research. But um, well, we are coming to a close. And I have one final question for you, which is the question of the day. Um, what bothers you about the industry? And what would you do to fix it? Or what would your solution be to fixing it? Um... I don't know what to do to fix it, but it just seems like it's kind of out of control. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like before it used to be 
and I'm, I don't even know if it's a bad thing, but, you know, it was a certain way that you put out artists. It was a certain way you did this. It was a certain way you did that. Um, now it's kind of anything make you, anything can make it happen so people are doing anything. And that's a good and bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Damn. So, yeah, like that, that's, and I don't know how you change it because I, I don't want you to, stagnate anyone's creativity but in doing everything some bad things get done too right right all right well i appreciate it and thank you for even um being a guest on my podcast so hollywood the podcast shout out to all the stoners shout out to all the reefer heads because i love reefers <laughs> just as much as everybody does and um yeah without further ado we're gonna get up out of here is there anything else that you would like to leave our guests if not we we're gonna close this thing out no nah, i appreciate you having me no, but I mean, shit, when I saw you on Instagram, I was like, man, I got to get him on the show because, you know, just you just having a conversation and just your knowledge of just being, you know, a DJ and outside of that, uh, doing other things is is really, really dope. So um, people need to know your story, where you come from, where you're going and so on and so forth. So this is just one of those platforms that just allows all of that. So um, smoke, nah, smoke a big one like, for me too. <laughs> people be congratulating me like, yo, OG and legend. And I don't feel like I've done my greatest move yet, mm. but I understand just surviving. Everybody's not able to. So like it used to take me by surprise, but I've weathered the storm a little while so I, I can understand. Mm. So like stuff like this, like for like to allow me to tell my story because it wasn't easy. Yeah, yeah, because you definitely came came from the bottom. Now you're here, <laughs> and you built relationships on top of that. So that's another thing. That's the last thing I'm going to say is continue to build your relationships, continue to know Absolutely. your value, know your worth, and and put forth the effort effort because if, if you don't work nobody else is going to work as hard as you and nobody should be working as hard as you if it's something that you True want story. you know so keep it up I really appreciate you definitely keep in contact with me like I said we're friends now um and so we definitely are <laughs> so um we're gonna I'm, we're gonna definitely do this again when your um your case is it a hard case that's what it is a hard case when it's, it's, it, yeah, it's metal okay when the metal case comes out and we can you know i'm if, if possible if god willing i'll come out there and i'll sample my own and give you a, a unboxing <laughs> so so to speak Stand up. i mean it's, it's just a case so I, i'll make sure you get some Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. I appreciate it. Like you said, that. we're friends now, so I'll make sure I, I'll make sure when they drop. Like here, try this. Order to come in, <laughs> I'll make sure you get some. I appreciate that. Um, but until next time, everybody, thank you guys for tuning in to So Hollywood the Podcast across the board. I'm on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and of course YouTube. Catch the latest episode and catch um the performance of um So Hollywood the Podcast presents the Green Room on my YouTube page. Um, until then, I appreciate you. We're going to get up out of here, play my theme song, and we out this thing like a chicken wing on a string. Bars. Later. Peace up. Hey, town down. Is it me or is it hot in here? Hey, 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 hey. Is it me or is it hot in here? Shout out.
Shout out to DJ Teflon. Shout out to everybody tuned in across the board. It's your girl, Marquita, a.k.a. Miss Hollywood. And I am signing off. So Hollywood, the podcast. Until next time, Halloween, you swallow. Yeah. Hey. Hey. So Hollywood. Uh huh. So Hollywood. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. Hey, hey, hey. Is it me or is it? Is it me or is it? Peace up, face and down. Yeah. To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and MISS Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com